0: This is a headgum podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the Headgum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was
1: subcultures. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It's the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam
0: Lustig. And it is episode number 80. Billy, our our voices are scratchy and fatigued. We enjoyed sort of a long July 4th weekend. We were at various barbecues together, imbibing various beers. We
1: were were recording this episode July 5th. Yes. And it feels like it's been the Fourth of July for two months.
0: <laughs> Why does it? it does? It really does it's feel like tough that. To have a holiday on a Tuesday, it's, it's like it then just lasts. The holiday becomes the entire
1: week somehow. The Friday before it is like, oh, it's Fourth of July weekend. Yes, and sat, it's only like
0: July first. Yes, yeah. I'm it, burnt out. I'm burnt out. It's just like I feel hungover. It's like I don't even really drink. I'm not like a drinker, right. and I don't like get wasted. But right. it, it is like the duration of like the four day weekend. I just feel hungover from downtime. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's people <laughs> yeah. who like. They
1: could just like relax all day yeah, every day. Yes. Come like day four of relaxing or
0: downtime for me, I'm going mad. A little antsy. Yeah. You and I do get we. You and I have similar sort of internal clocks in that way, where it's like after about seventy two hours of sort of brain rest, right? We got to kind of fire up that machine again because we also don't have jobs. <laughs> yeah. where It's like it's like the grind. What are we taking
1: a break from? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like we actually need less breaks,
0: much less breaks. Yeah. Like the yeah. world
1: can provide us with less breaks. Yeah. That yeah. Would be real. Yeah. Thing.
0: Exactly. We don't need the. Full four day weekend. Right. Every four days is a four day weekend for us. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's episode 80. Yeah, it is, man. Congratulations. That we made it all the way to 80. Another decade. 80 was like the score that I would be, that I knew that my, on a test in school that I knew my parents would be happy with. Okay. Anything, 80 was like the threshold where I was like, if I can get 80 or above yep. on a test, yep. that's, I'm not going to hear any flack. I'm not going to, there's not, no guilt involved. What's What would you say would like be the,
1: uh, what number on a test would you say you related to most? 85. Wow, nice. That a was B. that's the, a proper B.
0: That, yeah, just like a solid B. Right. You know, I because I was never I was just like such a and we we've sort of like hashed this on the podcast a few times. Sure. I was never studying for anything. I was never doing homework. Still an eighty-five without any effort is pretty rock solid. A, yeah, well, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's like so I would be thr- that anything in the 80s with no with, given how much effort I put into studying mm-hmm. and actually preparing for any of these tests, mm-hmm. which was minimal to zero. Yeah. I mean, I would I would bend over backwards for an 80 or an 85. Okay. What about you? What were you sort of like aiming for? In general. Aiming <laughs> for 79, getting 76. There we go. That's
1: good. Yeah, so. Without shame,
0: not a huge margin of
1: error. Though. I'm completely aware that I could have been a better student. Yeah, but that was as much. You're going to get me between 76 percent effort and 79 percent effort. Yeah, that's, that's what you're getting. Where you're going to get? That's what you're getting for these first 12? Okay. <laughs> My first 12 years of ed- education, you're getting me at three quarters effort. 76 to 79. Don't expect more. Don't expect less. Right. Be pleased with 78. If you were going to get over an 85 <laughs> on a test without studying, what uh, class do you think it would be in? Uh, English. Oh yeah, you English. Just that.
0: I could just kind of fake. That, I mean, like, book reports were tough, obviously. I mean, that is a true moment of adolescent panic. I mean, not even panic, but, like, self-induced Self induced panic. Yes. Not reading a book. Yes. I know I'm going to be, be tested on this. I know the exact day I'm going to be tested on this. Right. It's
1: all, all the elements <laughs> yeah. are laid out there for what I need to know and when. No surprises. Right.
0: And just like this slow, inevitable creep towards the test day. Right. And I'm never going to open the book. Right. Like that is a non starter, non option. Sure. So right. it's just dreading the inevitable, slow creep of the test would day. Would you do Cliffs notes? Spark notes? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Or more accurately, I would just grab Sean or Brendan or Nicole and just say, Tell me everything. This goddamn. What book was do about. I need to? What know? do I need to know? What did Huck Finn do for the past? Who is Wuthering Heights? Right. What is? Yeah, yeah. Just like. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And yet, you could still fake over an eighty-five with a, a little bit of information. Maybe I'm being a little overconfident, and like in retrospect, but I think that I could, I could fake. You could it. string a sentence together. You can string a yeah. sentence or two together. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Math is another
1: one. That was my favorite, but you can't fake it. Can't fake that. You can't fake it. Yes. Math. there is, oh, there is no subject, there, there's no subject. There's <laughs> no like. Uh, it's all an objective.
0: Answer. Yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. One an answer to every question. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then the show your work. It was like, oh, I oh, just can't. come show on. You. Show your work. Show your work, <laughs> Show teacher. your work. Yeah. Show your goddamn work, math. <laughs> How did you earn this job? <laughs> yeah, my teacher.
1: Exactly. Well, anyway, that's education. It's episode yeah. 80. And uh, like always, we asked the listeners two hours in advance, yes. what the heck should we talk what about? What should
0: we talk about today? Yeah.
1: People threw out a couple
0: good options, but one thing that stood out to us was subcultures. Subcultures. Yeah. yeah. There's so many subcultures and so many sort of, like, niches of pop culture and things to sort of be super into. Yeah.
1: Um, It's the first act of the No Joke Podcast. And before we get into a couple of subcultures, uh, Adam, you and I, about six years ago when we moved here, were approached to make a pilot about subcultures. That's right. It's probably worth uh, discussing for a moment.
0: Yes. It was was called Fixation Nation at the time, and it was sort of every episode, the idea was that it would go and explore a different one of these growing, either popular or popular or sort of under the radar subcultures, right? So we went to a Brony convention, bronies. for example. <laughs> yeah, which uh, if you split it in half, you're a bro who loves My Little ponies. Pony. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is again, unbeknownst to us, but I had no awareness of the Bronies before we did this thing. Same, same. Um, but it, it's like a huge movement. Yeah thing yeah very unironic
1: very unironic no irony to the conventions that they have where they celebrate pony power and the power of friendship and dressing up like ponies yes exactly
0: subcultures In subcultures these dudes love ponies. We went down to, like, I want to say it was, like, not Orange County, but, like, maybe we went to, it was, like, at some, I just remember being at, like, some, not even, like, a church building, but almost like a rec center type place. Yeah, yeah. Where then, they were having this sort of brony gathering, this brony convention. It. Yeah. Then another time we interviewed um, some Harry Potter diehards. That's right. And just in
1: our small talk of talking about why Harry Potter is important to them, they all cried. Yeah. It was so like, it matters.
0: It was really <laughs> These emot- things matter to It th- was really, really emotional. Yeah. 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 Uh, the show didn't get picked up. It did not get picked up. We also, uh, we we would have tackled the uh, the red hat
1: society. We didn't meet them. Oh, we didn't but meet that's them. That's
0: another subculture of women, maybe post
1: retirement women who are looking for a community. They all wear a red hat. and in the country they together, travel together, and they see Broadway shows. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show didn't get picked up. No, it did not get picked up. So we're doubling down on this
0: podcast. Sub subcultures.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, and that. deeper
1: in the subculture. Yeah, subgroup.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so but, that's what we're going to do today. Yeah, but we thought maybe we would almost like because there are so many subcultures and the Wikipedia page. Of subcultures is in and of itself so robust yes. that maybe we would just sort of do a fun thing where we kind of throw a dart at a subculture and see if and what we know about it.
1: So this is the name of the game. We're going to be using the Wikipedia page, uh, the sub, uh, the sub, what is a subculture, subculture? page, page Yes. Um, as a reference, and so <laughs> yeah. each episode, each sorry, each act, Adam and I will choose a letter. We'll choose a number, and we'll see where that lands,
0: (laughs) and we'll learn about that subculture. Truly roulette. This is the roulette wheel of subcultures. All right, so
1: you want to pick a letter? I would love to. Uh,
0: Let's go with letter H, Bill. Letter H right (laughs) in the middle. Okay.
1: Okay. H has uh, a pretty solid amount. Let's say you have um, seven.
0: Seven subcultures underneath the H heading. Eight. Uh, Eight of them. Okay, Uh, let's go with uh, three there, Mr. Scafiri. H3. H3 brings us to the subculture hard line.
1: (laughs) We're going to click hardline and learn about the hardline subculture. Hardline? Okay. Ready to learn about hardline? I'm fully ready. Okay, I'll read you the first two paragraphs. (laughs) Hardline is a radical, deep ecology subculture that has its roots in vegan, straight-edge, hardcore punk seeds. Jesus, that's a lot. Yo, if this isn't a Fred Armisen character. (laughs) Again. Hardline <laughs> is a radical, deep ecology subculture that has its roots in, wait for it, vegan, One, straight edge, two, hardcore three, punk scene. Four. <laughs> That's okay. four, four subcultures in that subculture. That's a lot, but I'm going to give you a little more. Please. From an initial founding statement, the movement attempted, to, uh, attempted a break with the straight edge and hardcore scenes. Got it. The founding statement and subsequent literature pushed a biocentric view of the world, anti-abortion stance, Oy. and much more extreme version of straight edge. Uh, and then we can go on and on. But, yes. So this is a vegan straight edge hardcore scene. So
0: yeah, the, that is. Isn't that so funny? It's like so vegan. So it sounds like it's kind of like no body modification or like no sort of like impure. There's like a body purity element yeah. to that with a straight edge. And again, straight edge is no alcohol and no no drugs. Yeah.
1: I, I, I actually just learned about what straight edge is. Yeah. Uh, we have a friend who grew up in Florida, and he said that there at Matt Hobby, and he said there was a big uh, straight edge scene there. Huh. We actually, when I was working on Top Gear, the our guests was uh, admittedly straightish So what is And I was like, it? how do I write? What do I write? What Towards do... A... So. I guess that most people, I shouldn't uh, group them together, yeah. but I think the straight edge community believes I am completely clean, Yes, no drugs, no alcohol, right. whether or not I experienced a lot of that in my past. Right. And now right. you hold down, like, we are now a group of totally clean, yes. straight edge kids that, like, will go to concerts together, yes. and group
0: up together, yes. but I'm straight edge. No now. drinking, yeah, no impure right. outside toxins in the body. Yeah. Now, yeah. this hardline group seems to take it one step
1: further and include uh, no, being vegan, vegan yes. and simultaneously
0: uh not having abortions not having a but bo- like f- there's a full almost evangelical body purity element that it seems like there are like nothing unnatural in the body nothing right. sort of no human intervention in my body yeah. or something like that uh-uh. that's interesting i just it's so funny to me that the that the straight edge vegan thing how that squares of like hardcore punk i yeah. just love how those to the corner of those two worlds. It's just a commitment to a culture, it yeah. seems.
1: Yeah. Um, neither one of us are hardlines, so we can only speak so much on Not it. a hardliner. Can I pick a letter from you? Won't you. Let's learn about a new subject. Okay, great. Um, Let's see. It's July. Yep. It's
0: 5th of July. Yep, yep, let's yep. Let's go with the letter J. Okay, J. Alrighty, Bill. So here you got four. You got four to choose from. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to choose... A... Go ahead and pick a numeral. J3. Okay, J3. And this is very appropriate, Bill. Jewish. <laughs> yeah. is it is no, it? no. <laughs> oh, okay. I wish uh, it's actually the opposite of Jewish it's jock jock yeah <laughs> Jock. I picked the jock You subculture. picked jock. Teach me about being a jock. I love that. This is, I love the sort of framing of the first sentence of this. In Canada and the U.S. What? Canada. Jock is a stereotype of an athlete or someone who is primarily interested in sports and sports culture okay. and does not take much interest in intellectual culture. Ex- Slam. Damn. Slam. Slam. As a blanket term, jock can be considered synonymous with athlete. Jocks are usually presented as practitioners, practitioners of team sports. Wow, practitioners of individual sports such as track and field or swimming are seldom presented as jocks. Now that's interesting. So this is drawing an even a, a dare I say hard line within the jock subculture. Good pun. Te- thank you. Team sports participants are jocks, individual sports participants are not, not jocks. jocks. Let's what do you think that about a yeah. Second? Yeah. yeah,
1: golfer. Is golfer a jock?
0: Well, Okay, so that's that's. I think that's a really keen example to start with because I would say that no golfers are not jocks. Are jocks the uh,
1: kind of heavyweights, the the ones that are a little too like big and they bump into stuff and yeah. they're the,
0: Is that a jock to you? I, to me, that is a jock. There's the agro-pituitary case flowing with testosterone and hormones. Yeah. Like, whoo whoo whoo. Am I a jock? I think you're a jock. I'm a jock. Are I you? Think... Are you a jock? Man, oh man, am I a jock? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, didn't you're. <laughs>
0: man, oh man, am I a chuck? <laughs> I think that I think that you're a little more jocular. Go on. <laughs> I think that you're slightly more innately jocular uh, than I am because you have a great aptitude for a wider range of sport. Okay. Um, I think that my sports experience and my sports interest, frankly, is a little more narrowed hmm. uh, to basketball to some running. It's not just a physical thing where it's like, hey, Billy's six foot one, one hundred and
1: eighty-five pounds, and he's just like a big guy, therefore he's a jock. See, I mean, like we both want to play basketball at the same rate.
0: We both love basketball. Love we it. We both love sports love it to me I got to me it's less of a to me in my mind it's less a jock is less of a physical distinction and really more of a state of mind and okay. like about inter, like what your interests are yeah because it's weird because a subculture of
1: jocks yeah. doesn't exactly feel right yeah like a subculture I feel like comes together meets like meets up has a community like Do jocks get together to meet up, or is that a sports fan?
0: I think that's just a sports fan, and also it is funny to think of jock, like jock, quote unquote jock culture as a subculture, because it also seems like jock culture is just the culture. Right. And subcultures are the things that react to To the the jocks. Yes, exactly. Right. It feels like jock culture is like alpha heteronormative, like culture culture. That's what that is. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: All right. Well, we've learned about hard lines and jocks. Uh, Jocks, yeah. Yeah.
0: Jocks. I can't believe we have to introduce jocks. But don't you think, when you say like Michael Phelps? like a swimmer for instance like an individual sport like are you saying that Michael Phelps is a jock I would say to me it's like
1: if he if he's like well, if he's like a smart guy out of the pool, you won't call him a jock. But he, if he's an idiot,
0: then he's a jock. And that's kind of what the Wikipedia page was saying: is that interested in athletic dumb culture, athletes. dumb athletes. See that? Okay, so that we're honing in on like the specific definition. of A jock. So within the term jock, is it's implied that they are dumb. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. <laughs> Uninterested in intellectual curiosity, interested right. in athletic curiosity. Uh, time for the first act break. Uh, okay. Should
1: we play a song off of Jock Jams?
0: Oh yeah. Do you, Adam? <laughs> yeah. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> are in the
1: air like he just doesn't care yeah. um, is there a song off of jock jams that you remember or uh,
0: there was also the medleys that they had that we can certainly throw out there yeah what jock jams I mean like I know that uh, he he has been personally disgraced but there's that famous Gary Glitter song that is like the one okay ba- hey I mean that's like the alpha jock jam I feel like okay there's also I think CNC Music Factory might be on there though everybody dance now I mean I wouldn't be surprised that's
1: my favorite favorite command in all of music. Everybody
0: dance now. 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 (laughs) No time to wait. Uh, Let's
1: uh, shine a light on Gary Glitter. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) We just learned that Gary Glitter is a convicted yeah. sex offender. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah. He's a bad man. I said, uh, when we went to the break, I asked Adam, all right, what's up with Gary Glitter? And he goes, I think he's a sex <laughs> offender. And I said, great. Great. Uh, That's shoot. just great. I we, said, let's shine a light. We, <laughs> we don't need to be shining we, a light. Um, get the light off him.
0: Can we move the light, please? Yeah. Can we move that spotlight?
1: I mean, sex offenders bad, and then when you hear convicted, yeah, in front convicted, of it, it's like yeah, out of out of strikes, yeah,
0: yeah, that is even really a subculture that's just a deviance.
1: If your last name's going to be glitter, something tells me that there's problems. What are you hiding? Yep. What's the glitter covering up?
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we learned Can't about glitter a turd. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we
1: learned about jocks. We learned yeah. about hard lines. Yes, um, Adam, want to try and get to another subculture? I would love to. Pick me a letter, baby. Okay,
0: man. Um, let's do. Let's do R. Oh, my. yeah. Let's do R. For
1: Roger Rabbit, I'm okay. ready for Roger. Yeah, you've got three, six. You have eight choices. Eight. All are good.
0: All are really good. Okay, let's do the f- the the last number eight. Nice. Let's do R
1: eight. For a second, I thought you were going to say four, and that would have been the worst one. Oh,
0: baby, you picked eight.
1: Yes, eight is rude boy. <laughs> boy, B O Y or B O I? B O Y. Okay. Adam, um, (laughs) you've heard that expression before. Yes. So in 15 seconds or less, explain to me what you think a rude boy is. Okay, I've
0: heard it mainly in a Rihanna context. Um, So to me, it means like uh, sexy but maybe badass gangster boy.
1: Okay. Okay. So we have the Jamaican rude boy and we have the United uh, UK. Oh, okay. Yes. Let's do Jamaica because you went with Rihanna. Yes. The rude boy subculture arose from the poorer sections of Kingston, Jamaica and was associated with violent discontented youths. Yeah. Along with ska and rocksteady music, many rude boys favored sharp suits, thin ties, pork pie, Mm -hmm. or trilby hats. Whoa. Showing an influence of the fashions of the American jazz musicians and soul music artists. Oh, wow. Um, let's fast forward in the eighties dancehall music became the main, uh, became the main Jamaican popular yes. music genre, drawing some parallels with the earlier rude boys in the culture and lyrical content. Yes. So it's, it's interesting. Oh, here's the violence. Yes. The violence that sometime occurred at these dances and its association with the rude boy lifestyle right. gave rise to a slew of releases by artists who addressed the rude boys directly with their lyrics. So it's, uh. Kind of like a rejected, bad, dangerous subculture of Jamaica. Yeah. yeah.
0: Where like dancehall music and like hip hop and dancehall mm-hmm. music intersects with like gang culture, yeah.
1: where those two sort of worlds overlap. But I feel like now, in 2017, yeah. we do hear like Pitbull yeah. say things like Rude Boy. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of like uh, an homage or
0: something good. Yeah. Or at least it's like, uh, I don't know, it's almost like B Boy. Like it, it operates, it, like it has its own sort of like, it has its own cultural and musical connotations like being a, a rude boy yeah it's a <laughs> yeah. 1960s jamaican street culture yeah rude boy yeah i do love that dance hall music i gotta say that's like that dance hall mm-hmm. sort of like beat yeah, yeah is i think like really one of the sexiest sort of sultriest yeah island-iest. daddy yankee yeah uh-huh. it is really really good would you
1: say that despacito is one of those
0: Dance Hall? I don't, I don't think that's... I mean, because I associate Dance Hall... There's that great Robin song that maybe we could even play That called Dance Hall Queen. That's amazing. <laughs> that's like very Jamaican okay. Dance Holly. Yeah. I feel like Despacito is obviously more... I don't know. It's awesome like yeah. music or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all very Jamaican. Yes. The boo The boo and all I did not know that this the Rude Boy subculture came along with its own outfit, like thin ties thin and. Thin tie and suit. Love that. Oh. I really like that. I like like they do like a, a Reservoir Dogs kind of thing. Did it? know. Yes. I mean, if you're going to be part of a subculture, it's a bonus. It's not obligatory, but it's a bonus if it comes with an outfit. Come with a uniform. Come with a uniform. Come with it. Jocks have a uniform, shoulder pads, eye black. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, there's a what, uniform to these subcultures. I wonder what the hardline uniform is. <laughs> well, well, wasn't there – okay, so I knew one straight-edge kid in high school, uh, and I do think that there's, like, a symbol. Maybe it's maybe it's the infinity symbol, but I think there's, like, a symbol that some straight-edge kids get tattooed on themselves that means, like, straight-edge. Uh-huh. I wish I knew what it was, though.
1: Um, We had uh, C.J. Wilson. Uh, he was a retired pitcher for yeah. the Texas Rangers and the Los Angeles Angels yes. of Anaheim yes. on the show Top Gear that I worked on. Cool. He comes – he's on the show in, like, September. Cool. And I had to look up information about him. First thing out the gate, straight-edge. Straight-edge. Hardcore. Straight Hardcore. Let's get
0: it. Hardcore straight. Ed- I just love that. It's like, I, I'm we hardcore abstain. Yeah. We abstain. Hardcore.
1: hardcore. <laughs> if you yeah. are a listener of no joke and you identify with the hardline, hardcore straight edge. Yeah. Cultures- Email us at nojokepod at gmail.com. We want to hear more about your day-to-day, how you got to this place, what your meetings are like. And, and this I'm is without uh, – we're not trying to be joking no. around here. We're quite curious. Just about curious? What, yeah.
0: And if and what uniforms there are in yeah. this Raiders community. What? Yeah. <laughs> you guys get jackets or something.
1: Um, I, I want to pick a letter. Okay, yeah. Pick one, Bill. I it's so, on you, man.
0: So much to learn.
1: Okay, yes. Um, Let's do the letter B for B Billy. for Bill. Yeah. Okay. Um, whoa, you got a lot here. Okay. okay. My Three. birthday is December 3rd, so let's do B3.
0: Okay, B3. So here we go. B3 is bikers. Bikers, bikers, motorcycle clubs, or outlaw motorcycle clubs. I'm obviously clicking on outlaw motorcycle clubs. Outlaws. Uh, An outlaw motorcycle club is a motorcycle subculture that has its roots in the immediate post World War II era of American society, Hmm. centered on the use of cruiser motorcycles, particularly Harleys and Choppers, and a set of ideals that celebrate freedom, nonconformity to mainstream culture, Hmm. and loyalty to the biker group. Nice. So this is just like Angels. Right? Yes, these are your Harley drivers. And that really is, again, like, I have no personal experience. Have have, you ever been on a motorcycle? I have. Me and my dad went for a motorcycle ride in Aruba. Yeah, you did, man. We coasted the whole
1: island on motorcycles and it ruled. You were each on your own individual. Big time. I got that thing up to <clears throat> like 85 or 90 going downhill, and it was, I was just so aware of the danger that I was putting myself That's in. That's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it fun as hell? It was in retrospect, yeah. but there was moments where it was really scary. Yes. The scariest part of riding a motorcycle is just the basic shift in weight, where if you just lean a little bit, you can just get crushed. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Yes. You know? Like with a bike, yeah. Like you put
0: your foot down and you can hold up the bike, but those yes. things are like half a ton. Maybe I've told this story to you before, uh, to you certainly, maybe on the podcast, I hope not, but I had a uh, 11th grade um, economics teacher teacher. Whose name was Peter Hume, and he was a Canadian wrestler, and he was six foot seven and three hundred fifty pounds. I'm sure I've told you this. He was the meat, but the stomach. He was in the stomach in the movie Meatballs, exactly. So he was just really enormous guy, literal Olympic wrestler. Um, drove a motorcycle, and he told us a story about how he got in a motorcycle accident just like that, where he fell and the thing fell onto him. And he is so big, he shattered all, like one side of his ribs, broke all of his ribs, and he's just he was so pumped full of adrenaline and is just such so physically gargantuan that even with an entire whatever side of broken ribs he was able to get out from under his motorcycle lift his motorcycle lift it up off the ground and move it over to the side of the road with an entire side of broken ribs jiminy christmas really a jiminy christmas that's a big man big ass man i mean like a huge huge guy mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean those motorcycle i feel like that <laughs> yeah motors those motorcycle gangs attract like no bullshit yeah man. <laughs> survivalists have you ever seen
1: the movie a bronx tale Oh yes, of course, one of Col- am- Col- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite uh, mafia movie. Of yeah, these really good, good fellows beat Godfather. Yes, Bronx Tales, mine. Yes, that's my favorite. Yes. One. Do you remember the opening, like uh, when Collegio still a boy? Yes. And the Hell's Angels roll up into the Italian bar in the yes. Bronx. Oh yeah, and they're the. Bikers are big bad guys. Yep, they want to
0: take over this bar. They're starting trouble. But then the Italians. And come I never believe in. they take a pool cue and they sh- lock the door with the pool cue, so then they can beat the shit out of them. Oh, like, <laughs> and then they drag one out into the street and shoot him in the head. Yeah, that's pretty grisly.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. When- I usually root. What I was going to say is I usually root for the bikers. Yeah. But that was one
0: interaction. I was like, "Well, I'll always the for Italians." Get that? On. Yeah. Um, one of the coolest. I am a big Hunter S. Thompson fan, and I like his writing very much. And one of the first books that I read that he wrote that I would recommend to anybody is a book about the Hell's Angels. And he spent maybe two or three, a few years, I think, inculcating himself into the Hell's Angels. It's a very, and again, this is like the '70s, so it was the height of. Um, I mean, I think it was right before. Remember, the Hell's Angels like killed that guy at the in, at the Alt- Rolling Stones mm-hmm. concert. That mm-hmm. was like the big deal. Yep. That was like a breaking point of the Hell's Angels mythology a little yep. bit. Yep. and they were these like super aggro outlaws who fancy themselves outlaws and we don't believe we don't play by any rules like laws be damned and hunter s thompson essentially folded himself into this community over the course of years and like became friends with these men and was like palling out with them and still because it's such a tight-knit insular group and subculture in and of itself even though he was like a journalist and he was like friendly with them and hanging out i think because he was a journalist they just like beat him up Almost as, like, a rite of passage. Really? Y- yeah. They, like— He didn't do something wrong? No. It was literally because you're an outsider. It was, like, very frat initiation. If you want to hang with the Hells Angels Weird. and you want to ride around with us for a couple of years, like, we're going to beat the shit out of you, man. I'm sorry. Weird. Yeah. Very and it, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But it's an interesting book, and it's a fascinating—I mean, like, from what I—the vague things I remember, it's a fascinating subculture. Okay. Yes. Bikers. Uh, bikers, man. All right. Outlaw I- bikers. We've learned a lot about certain subcultures. It's your turn to pick Okay, my turn. Okay, what about a, do we do F? Let's do F.
1: F. Is there a reason why you picked F?
0: Um F is for family. <laughs> so it sounds <laughs> like there wasn't. Yeah, no reason. No, okay, there was. Yeah.
1: You have four. Okay. There are two that I really hope you choose. So okay. let's find out.
0: Okay, great. Let's do F one.
1: That was not one shooty of the shooty duty. We've actually done oh. a podcast about this subculture. Really? Fandom. Oh,
0: okay. All right. So can we can we change?
1: We can. All okay, right. we're so, out. We're all pulling right, pulling
0: back. Okay, let's do F four. Damn it, that was the other Gosh, one. Gosh, dang it. Maybe it'll be interesting. Okay,
1: futurism. Oh, not exactly. It's weird when it ends. Up. It should really be futurist. No. Fism, well, regardless, yeah. futurism. <clears throat> futurism futurism was an artistic and social movement that originated in italy in the early 20th century cool it emphasized speed technology youth and violence and objects and objects such as the
0: car the aeroplane and the industrial city huh are you are you vague everything is sounding pretty vague right now this is all it's an artistic movement that embraced youth and violence and the industrial city Although it was largely an Italian phenomenon, <laughs> there were parallel movements in Russia,
1: England, Belgium, and elsewhere. The futurists practiced in every medium of art, including painting, sculpting, ceramics, graphic design, industrial design, interior design, urban design, theater, film, fashion, cool. textiles. You get it. There's This is so boring. This is so boring and
0: confusing. Yeah,
1: it's... A- Go on.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's all, like – and it was like early 20th century in Italy. Yeah. It kind of started there. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I mean like I feel like – I don't know. I'm imagining – I know this is way before that but the sort of – few I just the thing that it kind of makes me think of – and again, I know this isn't 19th century Italy but like back in the Galileo days and like Copernicus and like these sort of old astrologers mm-hmm. and how the sort of projection of what the future might be. Yes. Did – I know that that – I know, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, that sounds a, cool. Can I be part of that game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I feel like futurists now are, like, theoretical scientists. Yeah. And people who predict where we'll be. Rick as yeah, yeah, and others. Just, yes. like, people who predict where we'll be
0: and start building towards it. Yes. And that sounds cool. Yeah, that does sound cool. And I think that we're living in a really interesting time now, specifically with how the future, like, people's view of the future intersects with artistic expression. I do feel like yes. we are in, you know, with um, your various black mirrors, handmaid's tales of the world and the pop culture. There's just yep. like, few. Fu- Future anxiety, but a little hopeful, but mostly anxious, yeah. sort of future projection Where that happens. Heading. Yeah. And you can tell the culture's anxieties through its art, the art of the era. Oh, yeah. So I think that that, like... No question. Yeah. <clears throat> it's sort of clear. Yeah. Um One one subculture you didn't pick in the yes, US yes.
1: was... Um, the furry community. Oh, yeah. The furries. The furries. The furries are a subculture interested in fictional, anthropomorphic animal characters with human personalities and characteristics. Yes. They dress up like furry mascots. Yes. Let's get real. Yes. Um, activities include, uh, they, make... <laughs> this <is so> weird. <laughs> they make crafts. We'll leave that alone a they little second. They make crafts. <laughs> really what I want to just try and find here is, don't they just like uh, cuddle?
0: They cuddle and, like, they have sex with each other, I think. And, like, it's like a fetish, furry fetish situation. I don't think we'd even need to use Wikipedia
1: yeah, for this though. we did, yeah. We requested that if um, anyone in the hardcore or um, straight-edge The hardline, yeah. Yeah, um, email us. Yes. If you are a furry. Yes. This is no joke. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. If you are a furry, yes, I am. So I, Billy, really am so curious as to if you were born a furry, yeah. if you had always wanted to be a furry. Yeah,
0: how did this? How did you develop. find the
1: community? How you, if you are one now, is there is there fun? Do you guys do everything in your costumes? Yes. If you were to have a group outing outside, would you dress up as furries, or is it okay to also be Jeff and Jill playing mini golf, not as cat and mouse? Amazing questions. So these are all things that I'm curious about. Same.
0: The Wikipedia page isn't giving it to us. Not, it just says that you guys like crafting. Not going to fill in the blanks. We need your personal anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Do... My last name is Scuffurry. Oh, geez, Bill. I... <laughs> <laughs> You're Billy Scuffery. Right. Yeah. Um, I was actually just talking at one of our July 4th uh, events this past weekend. I was talking to our mutual friend, Ian, who was saying that, and Ian loves going down weird YouTube rabbit holes and exploring bizarre subcultures like this mm-hmm. and, like, loves subscribing to, like, YouTube uh, people who have, like, six subscribers. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that beyond even the furry community, there's even a subculture within the furry community where It's people who – it's not about, like, dressing up in these big furry costumes. It's about dressing up in inflatable latex costumes. And it's not even about the costume itself. It's, like, what is the sort of, like, fetish or, like, titillating thing is literally the inflating of the costume. Like one
1: of those corny sumo Halloween costumes?
0: That's right. And Ian says they're mostly always dragons. Like, the costumes are mostly latex dragons. And then do you bump into each other? Yeah. You just hug. You just sort of, like – How can you hug if you're so inflated, though? (laughs) Exactly. I think that's part of the fun. Question, question mark. <laughs> question mark. Okay. But it is the info. So yeah, there it is literally. It isn't even about like, cause I think with the furries, it's about. You know, disappearing behind this other identity and maybe the textural thing of it being a furry thing as well. But this is like literally the act of inflating a latex costume is the subculture. So
1: if you're an inflator, (laughs) an
0: inflatist,
1: nojokepod at (laughs) gmail.com, tell
0: us about what you inflate yourself as. What do you do when you're (laughs) not an inflator? Wow. Exactly. I know. It's a wild world out there, Bill. It is.
1: Um, Okay, Bill. Nope, nope. Second act break. Second act break. This this episode's flying. Fair, fair. Um do we
0: have a song that comes to mind based on what we've talked about so far? It, I mean is there something from the rude boy category I mean from the dance hall I mean again. Well
1: there is that Call Me a Rude Boy bye Boy, R- give it Rihanna out. the shake ultimate it, shake it.
0: We could do that. So good. I mean yeah. yeah that's very sort of that is rude boy. Yeah. That is rude boy. Should we just do that rude Let's boy? Let's play a rude boy. I mean yeah. that's the song that we're talking about. All right. Rihanna Rude Boy. Okay Rihanna. That was easy. You win. Welcome back to Act 3 of the No Joke Podcast. Today, Billy and I are talking about subcultures. Yep. Uh, of all various kinds. I learned about what a jock is. What A, jo- a jock is apparently someone who likes sports and is dumb. A jock we, and a biker. We have no idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but we did just want to take a minute to uh, shout out some of our listeners. Um, it, the rating and reviewing us on iTunes is majorly helpful, and we actually just passed a very, very important milestone in Hasht- our podcast iTunes life. Hashtag 200. Hashtag 200. If you
1: follow us on Twitter, at NoJokePod, you know that um, – we are always keeping an eye on our iTunes page constantly. Who's rating? Who's reviewing? Who's subscribing? And who's not? Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Harder to keep the metrics on who's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't we don't have the stats on that as hard. <laughs> but yeah.
1: we realized that on iTunes we had 199 uh, very positive reviews. So close. And so what we did was we begged for. We shamelessly 200.
0: asked for it directly. Who's, who's got it? Please review us. Who's got it? So we got a very lovely review from uh, at pdx receptionist. Yes. And whoever you are, thank you so very much. Uh, pdx receptionist writes what an honor to be crowned review 200 thank you for acknowledging the honor correct i will use this time to reiterate what my other 199 reviewers have stated this podcast is the best of all time Mm. wow yeah no other podcast has ever made me laugh and then cry because i was laughing so hard i've listened to every episode at least 12 times i like to think that's hyperbole but maybe not maybe not and will probably listen to every episode at least two more times i'm starting to know every word five stars and if i could give it six i would pdx receptionist Thank you. Thank you so so very much. We've been getting a lot of love via email and uh, in other ways
1: and it's really quite nice. Yes. We've uh, received uh, an email from a friend in Cuba yes who listens to our uh, podcast while studying in Cuba. That's right. Uh, we've received uh, an email from somebody who drove cross country and every state they listen to a new podcast. Pretty amazing. And now they have uh, they like have memories associated with each podcast yes. with each state.
0: We've learned a lot uh, about being a mailman in Seattle from one of our listeners who delivers mail in Seattle and listens to the podcast on his route oh, which is
1: dude amazing awesome. that dude was awesome we he emailed he was like hey I listen to you on my route I just want to say thanks I'm a yeah. big fan yeah. we wrote back thank you so much can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a mailman Mailmaning. we'd be so curious truly and that sometimes sounds like an empty request. Yeah. Like we're just trying to show interest in people we don't know. Right. We really were interested. Yeah. Dude rolled up with like seven paragraphs of really interesting facts. We would was... almost need to give an entire episode yeah, really. to breaking them down as opposed to going through them now. It
0: was very fascinating. And, but we, we read every email
1: and we really, really appreciate it. It's so
0: appreciated. Yeah. And we had our, last episode 79 with our dear friends Rebecca Johnson and Kimmy Gatewood who are stars of the new Netflix show Glow and we've gotten some wonderful responses from some uh, listeners who as a result of listening to our episode have already binge watched all of Glow which yep. is almost impossible not to do yep. and maybe people that wouldn't have been brought to the show otherwise so yeah. we, I, that feels really nice. Yeah. That feels good.
1: I think that we are very open when uh, we say like we really want people to talk to us and communicate yeah. with us because it really does like you guys can be doing the things that we hope we we ask you to do. Yes. But if we don't know that. It just like doesn't land on us. Yeah. But then when we see Kimmy and Rebecca, just like yesterday and the day before, and we tell them, it's so meaningful for everybody. Yes. So if you guys do enjoy the podcast or you do have a line you want to drop us, please let us know. Please let us know we- on Twitter at
0: NoJokePod or on Gmail, uh, NoJokePod at gmail.com. The goal is to get NoJokePod listeners as its own subculture on the Wikipedia page. That's wow. the goal. <laughs> That's a That's great the goal. goal. Podheads. Pod he- Podheads. Podheads. <laughs> That's
2: another.
0: Did you know the pun that you were about to say? <laughs> no, I didn't. You're a pothead? A podhead. Yeah. Okay. Pothead. Put <laughs> Just putting it out there. Do you smoke pod? <laughs> um, okay, Bill. I think it's on you, my man. Do you want yeah. to choose a letter? Okay. I uh, will choose a letter. Do it. Um, Let's I will choose the letter N okay. for no. For N no for no. Joke. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four. You have five subcultures to choose from here on the N Wikipedia subculture. I want to learn about N five. Okay, great. N five. Oh, here no. we go, buddy. Oh, oh no! You got nudism <laughs> slash naturism <laughs> slash naturism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like two different things. Nudism. Okay. Uh, I think naturism is just a sort of maybe the slightly more esoteric, a little bit more polite way. Even though is nude rude? Anyway, uh, I <laughs> I <don't, laughs> nude boy. I'm a, I'm a n- yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Stepped under their belt. Uh, naturism or nudism is a cultural and political movement practicing advocating, and defending personal and social nudity. Social. Most, but not all of which, takes place on a private property. I would hope so. (laughs) The term may also refer to a lifestyle based on personal, family, or social nudism. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, -hmm. great. So people who love being naked. Have you ever gone to a nudist colony?
1: I have not. Have you ever been nude um, at an event to to because that's what the rules were there? Let me really, really
0: actually think about that. Sure. Uh, in any kind of public space, we were in Burning Man. Nudity was obviously encouraged and in no way judged or looked down upon. I don't think I was ever really full nude walking around the playa. Same. I don't think I was. Same. I don't think you were either. I don't think so. Um, so I don't I don't think I have. I don't really think I have been. I did it once. You did? Esalen.
1: Do you know that place?
0: Excellent. I know only by reputation. Big Sur. Yes. It's like the
1: fanciest, nicest <laughs> spa in Big Sur. Yeah. Um, Big Sur is this kind of idyllic, like heaven on earth place in Northern California. Really- All the whole town is built on a cliff. It's just majestic. Breathtaking. And there's a place called Esalen where it's kind of a spa. Uh, right. And it's very expensive. Yes. Like way too expensive for me to go to during yes. the day. Yes. But from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., and at, at Esalen, there are these jacuzzis and salt baths and mineral baths and all these things on the cliff. so it's relaxing. Mind blowing. Yes. From 1 a.m. to like 3.30 or 4 a.m., really off hours, they invite 12 strangers to roll up and enjoy the premises while from 1 everyone to 4 else is. So your mind is already in a weird place. Yeah. During those three hours, you need to be nude. You have to be. You got to be nude. That's part of it. All in. That's part of it. And that was my first experience. This is probably eighteen months ago or right? so. But I was just a nudist. Let
0: me just walk. Let me just walk me through that a little more specifically. So yeah. you get there yeah. and they say, "Okay, there's cubbies. Like, put your clothes in the cubbies."
1: Like, we we get there. Um, a scary, not a scary, but it's it's out in the middle of the woods. We don't really know where we are yet. A golf cart rolls <laughs> up with a guy who's not really there to pander or entertain you. Is he, he nude? Goes, uh, no, he's still wearing clothes. Okay. And he says, come with me. Okay. And so we walk behind his golf cart for what seems like a half mile through the woods. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. We're going to die naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's real fun. Oh my God. We start walking through this campus. Again, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Things are weird. Don't really see any other people except the 12 strangers who wow. also haven't really been talking because we're all like, this is mysterious. Yeah. We get there. We walk down these stairs and he's like, just wait here. And then before you know it, just like this one naked woman just like walked past me. I was like, what the? Oh, wait. That's, man, that's... <laughs> I was like, every body part. That's a derriere. That's a derriere. That's a derriere. (laughs) And uh, yeah, soon after that, they were like, okay, great. So uh, take off your clothes and we'll see you at four. And I looked around and I was like, I guess it's time now. Time now. I'll see you at four. Right. Yeah. Um, So yes, I I did a nudist colony for a night. Did you feel self-conscious? not really Yeah, I was like a little too tired and my yeah. mind was like a little weird to feel
0: sex I didn't feel like all sexuality yeah. and stuff like that like it, all, it, I was very desensitized yes. to it. now you're a big fan of Naked and Afraid also sure. which sure. is I mean that's not they're not nudists obviously No, but it's also just funny to imagine like forced nudism right like they're forced to be nude well, There, that comes with the challenge the right. sunburns and the thorns yes. and everything else it's yes. like yeah yes exactly Um. yeah Eslin and Eslin if I'm not mistaken was the it's the sort of site that the very climactic last scene of Mad Men is sort of based on oh, really? Don Draper goes and sort of didn't watch d- okay anyway. but, but yes Essendon is like a f- very sort of like famous it's a, place. it's a place yeah yeah. so that's the nudist sub- that you that. yeah nudist yeah All right. <laughs> or so. naturist right yeah right <laughs> yeah we know what you mean by that it's called a button. you mean a butt you mean,
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you mean a butt you mean your butt all right Lesto. we have uh, seven minutes and counting okay man less okay let's see if we can get at least one more subculture let tea Let's hit the letter T.
0: Oh, well, that's a good letter. You know? As T. in Mr. T? Yeah. As in? Okay. Uh, is there a bunch? There's three. Okay. Let's go right in the middle, meat of the sandwich, T2. Good. Terminator the, 2. The first
1: one was Teeny Bopper, <laughs> and the third one was Trekkie. <laughs> trekkie. The second one, I don't know what it is. Oh, so great. I'm excited to okay, learn. Okay, great. You pick T2. The subculture for T2 is about Teddy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> teddy Boy. Okay. Teddy Boy. All right. It's British. <laughs> Teddy, teddy boy. boy. I don't think it's as exciting as I was hoping. Teddy Boy, also known as Ted, is a British subculture typified by young men wearing clothes that were partly inspired by the styles worn by dandies oh. in the Edwardian period, okay. which Seville Row tailors had attempted to reintroduce <laughs> in Britain after the Second World War. Okay. Do you, so do you want to tell me about I don't I really said?
0: know what dandies dress like. Is yeah. that like sort of garish suits and top hats along the lines of a Uh
1: It's pretty weird. The picture of a teddy boy <gasps> yeah. is a man stretching uh, it, it, on wikipedia if you go to wikipedia and look up teddy boy you're going to find yep. a man in a suit stretching his right calf <laughs> so <laughs> weird optic stretching <laughs> his right calf I, I don't know what I'm supposed to what do with that what like is he, he
0: wearing in, in the image
1: a big a bigger suit but yeah. nothing too big he looks like he might have been like a lead singer of the cure at some point but yeah. he, make no mistake he's stretching his right calf that's a teddy boy. So maybe that's part of the subculture.
0: Um, um, I like this. I, I do like this thing of like, I mean, neither you and I, again, not to speak for you, but neither of us are big fashionistas, no, I would say. No. <laughs> um, but if you had to commit, if you had to commit to like wearing the wardrobe of another era entirely, if you had to really commit to that life and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm only going to wear clothes of, of this genre and of this era. Yeah. Is there sort of a weird historical era where you'd be like, well, I'd wear that fashion, that I w- style?
1: Yeah. I would probably pick... Like um, early 2000s hip hop, where they wore white tees down to their ankles.
0: Oh, baby! Remember
1: the white tee, but (gasps) like the massive. That was a great time for fashion. That replaced when they used to, uh, hip hop rappers used to wear giant jerseys. Yes. Which, again, all in on. But then they replaced that with the giant. The giant white tee. <laughs> it was like a it was like a canvas for a painting, literally down to the ship. Yeah, <laughs> you can expect pictures of rappers in giant white tees on our Twitter page for the next week we'll when this episode that. comes
0: out. And this is like the Nelly Nelly yeah. era, mystical. He, yeah, I feel like all these guys were just rocking the giant white tee, huge white tee. Yeah. So if you had to sort of commit to any sort of historical and cultural fashion era, it would be early 2000s hip hop, specifically giant white <laughs> the giant white tee era. Yes, that's good. Good. You? That's really good. Uh, I mean, there's something about the old West, like, there, there is, I have to say, there's something about the old West wardrobe that mm-hmm. I think is cool. You'd want spurs on your boots? Spurs, sort of a cowboy hat, the leather vest, the fringe, like, there's something kind of cool about that. Surprises that surprises me
1: because you don't seem like the type of person who wants a lot of things on him ever. I don't. I don't. You want a vest on a button down with a hat, a pair of glasses, with your
0: spurs, with your boots. I mean, I just from an aesthetic point of view, I think it's really cool. Um, From a comfort point of view, it sounds horrible and terrible.
1: Hey, wait a minute! Weren't you just a cowboy? Wasn't
0: I just a cowboy? I saw a picture of you as a cowboy. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, yes, yes! I uh, in one of the episodes of Adam ruins everything that I filmed recently. I was in like a cowboy getup. You looked Christian. I looked Christian. You didn't look Jewish. Something about what they did to you. No glasses. No glasses, I'm Christian. (laughs) Is that all it takes? No glasses and a hat that sort of that that I could have any kind of hair. You had hair though, didn't you? I did have hair. They put a wig underneath my hat. I saw that sneaky hair. Christian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got your wish.
1: You got, I got, I got, you to got the that. cowboy outfit that you wanted. It already happened. So if you okay. have a giant white tee for Billy, yeah, yeah, find yeah. out the headgum uh, address and send, send us a bucket or a box,
0: ideally a bucket, a bucket of t-shirts, of giant white tees, a bucket of giant whites. And if there's
1: a picture of you wearing a giant <laughs> white tee, and I don't want like a large, and you usually wear a medium, giant, giant, giant. If it doesn't clear the knee, it's not for me. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's that's the new
0: rule. If it doesn't clear the knee.
1: It's not for me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You should be able to fit at least two other full grown people in that white tee if you had to. Right. Yeah. What was this coming off of? Uh, What what subculture was this? Oh, the Teddy Boy? This is Teddy Boy who dressed like dandies from another era.
1: So if you had to be a Teddy Boy or a Rude Boy, because we got to wrap this up, which one are you choosing?
0: Teddy Boy uh, is a UK thing. They dress like dandies from another era. That's Have, a, have cool. a very loose right calf. Yeah, exactly. Always stretching the right calf. Right. Rude Boy. Yeah. Gang members. Mm-hmm. Cool reggaeton dance hall. Yeah. Crossover. Also have their own fashion statement with ties and like, what was it? Pork pie hats or something. Yeah. Man, Rude boys sound way cooler. No question. Uh, teddy Boy sounds a little safer. Okay. Mm, mm. I'm a rude boy. I'm in. I'm in the Rihanna camp here. This is
1: the Rude Boy podcast. Rude boy. Okay. I mean, we should really brand ourselves as uh, America's new Rude Boys. America's new top
0: Rude Boys. America's new nude top Rude <laughs> nude. Boys. America's new nude top Rude Boys. Billy and Adam, the, for the no, no Joke, joke podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, wait, let's, let's one more time. America's
1: new nude. nude Top. Top. Rude Rude boy. Top is really. (laughs) Top doesn't feel necessary. We're the top rudes. Well, if you need some new nudes, (laughs) we're the top (laughs) rudes.
0: Okay, Billy. Well, I don't doubt anyone learned anything. About yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think that we're at. If anything, we've we've unlearned something. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we've unlearned things that we already knew about rude boys. I thought Andy I knew boys. about rude boys. I got some information. Did but now it? Now I know nothing. I about know less
1: now. Well, well, we tried. Yeah, we tried hard. Someone said try subcultures. And what <laughs> we we did. did. We tried. Yes. All right. Well, for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scufieri. I'm Adam Lustig, and like always, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening.
0: That was a Headgum Podcast.